0: My name is Warren Shute, and I'm here today in the glorious sunshine of Portugal on my own. Um, we're talking to you at the end of Q1, quarter one of 2019, and it's really a basically a catch-up session of saying, "Hey, how you doing?" Um, it wasn't that long ago; it was New Year's Eve. We're celebrating the parties, things were going on, and we sat down on the next day and we said, "Okay, this year's gonna be different. We're going to change things. We're going to put things in place, and we're going to make 2019." a different year, and we're going to make some accomplishments. And we wrote those goals down. Hopefully, we are made a compelling vision. We had our one-year, three-year, five-year, ten-year goals. And I, I do it that way because when you go online to warrantshoot.com, you'll see your compelling vision down the middle, and you'll see one-year, uh, three-year, five-year, ten-year visions there. Um, and then we talk about our check-ins, so our 30-day – sorry, our 90-day check-ins, our 40 check-ins. And this is where we are. We're after Q1, quarter one, check-in number one of 2019. How are you doing? How's it going? Tell me you're on track. And if you're not, tell me you're motivated to do something different about it. Because really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you've achieved what you set out to achieve. What matters is your mindset. Are you in the right place? Are you in the right place to say, I'm going to keep going? I'm going to readjust my approach. I had some good times. I had some tough times. I had some bad times, whatever that might be. I'm going to change what I did um, in q in, I changed what I did in q one for q two quarter uh, two which will take us into the end of June so it kind of like take us that period up until the middle of the year, so you've still got plenty of time ahead of you to make a difference but the whole reason we do check-ins quarterly check-ins every ninety days is so that we don't get to Christmas and new Year and think oh it's happened again. I said I was going to save so much, repay so much, uh, learn a new thing, lose some weight, whatever it might be, whatever your thing is, it doesn't matter what your thing is, um, and we get to the end of the year, think, oh, I haven't done it again, I'm a failure, I'm no good, da, 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 da. So, hey, you can do it. Refocus, um, success is all about understanding what it is you really want. Focusing what it is you really want out of life, what's your outcome? and then taking consistent actions regularly, I'd say daily, but regularly, towards the outcome that you want. So, how are you doing after Q1? How's Q1 been for you? Are you on track? So have you done the things you set out to do? So really, typically speaking, if you're going through the money, money plan process, um, chapter one is all about what's your outcome? What's your outcome? How do you want to live the rest of your life? What is your um, future you look like? What do you want to become? Who do you want to become? Who do you want to live with? What do you want to be doing for a living? What sort of income do you want to be earning? What do you want to contribute to other people? What kind of adventures do you want to go on? That kind of thing. And I, I split goals, actually, into a thing called peak, um, personal, economic, um, adventure, and contribution. So personal goals. What is it you want to do personally? Learn a new thing. Maybe that's a weight loss thing. Maybe um, you want to go in, in, in do something with your family, that kind of thing. It's like a personal thing. Economic, generally financial. How do you want to do things financially? Do you want to grow your business? Do you want to change your profession? Do you want to earn more money? Do you want to repay some debt, which is a massive one for most people? Do you want to pay some debt? Do you want to secure our retirement, set ourselves up for retirement, have some kind of investment ideas? Adventure, do you want to go exploring? Do you want to go visit a new country? Do you want to learn a new skill? Do you want to go on a different holiday? That kind of thing. Um, And then contribution. What do you want to give back? Because if we all do everything, which is all about us, if we want to do everything for ourselves all the time, um, life becomes very um, empty. And um, it's very important that you contribute and you give to others, whether that's your time or financially. um, But it's important that you help other people achieve things that they want to do um, because that makes life fulfilling. The other day, that's what it's about having an attitude of gratitude so being grateful for what we have in our life whether you have nothing in the bank or if you're overdrawn being grateful that you appreciate that and you understand that and you now have access to tools like the money plan to change things so make sure you set your compelling vision how do you want to live the rest of your life what does it look like write it out you can go on the warranty.com and download examples of that Set yourself your one-year, three-year, five-year, and ten-year goals. And when you set your goals, it's really important you put your ages on those goals, as long as your significant others, your spouse, your husband, wife, your partner's goals on those, and um, also your children. So put your ages on there. And what that does, it really makes it real to you that, oh, my God, my daughter will be 21 when this happens. What's going to happen? So one of the big goals that I've got in my life is um Isabella now is 12 years old, and when she is 18, so potentially goes off to university, I assume she's going to go off to uni. Um, my wife, Nikki, and I will take her bags, we'll take her to university and say, Congratulations, have a great time, enjoy it, make this a memorable and uh, useful experience for you the rest of your life. And when we come back, we're going to pick our bags up, and I want to travel around the states. I want to travel around the different states in America. I want to try and do all 50 states. Um, I don't know why, it's just something that sort of appeals to me as an individual. Um, I think possibly because I'll be young enough to do the long-haul travelling and, and doing it all out there. Um, you never know, I might get the bug of it and then let another year might want to try and do um, Australia or something like that. And then later on, as I get older, more European countries um, and travel around Europe and then maybe at later, so in my later chapters of my life, I refer to my life as chapters, maybe travel around the UK and explore some of the wonderful areas of the UK because I think the UK is an amazing country. So make sure you set your goals. But... A year is a long time. So when we set our one-year goal, when we sit here and we say, okay, by the end of this time next year, or maybe by the end of this year, I tend to use things calendar-wise because I think it helps people. Maybe by the end of 2019, this is what I want to achieve, personally economic um, adventure and contribution. This is where I am. Um, it's a long time. And if we don't record or check in on ourselves like we're doing now, um, precious time will slip away. And before we know it, we'll be at the end of 2019, and we won't achieve anything. So, it's important we check in and we tend to check in quarterly. So, this is the check in of quarter of one to see how you're doing. And it's not a beating yourself up exercise. If you haven't done anything at all um, to move yourself forward, then no problem at all. So, um, now just reassess where you are. And just take stock of where you are. Don't try and play catch up. You can't play catch up. You are where you are. And you're going to start making decisions today based on where you are to move yourself forward to achieve your goals in 2019. So that's step one, compelling vision, have your goals, have your check-ins, and then schedule a time with yourself um, in June and then in September and then in December to check in, um, sort of point with yourself to check in, see how you're doing with your progress. It's really important you do that because uh, what gets measured gets done. Uh, I forget who said it, it wasn't the original originally quoted it, but it is a true saying, what gets measured gets done keep you hold yourself accountable if you want to broadcast your goals to the wider public to your friends and family that kind of thing and so be it there's a mixed mixed rule of thought some people are motivated externally and therefore holding yourself accountable to your friends and family will inspire you um i myself am motivated internally i don't actually need other people to sing me praises and tell me well done you're doing well um i i evaluate what's important to me and my family make me happier because my goals generally will make me happier i think That's important to bear in mind, Um, and I'll I'll work towards them this way. So I'll make sure I do that. Um, Check in every night, days, and then daily. I literally have um, a ritual that I go through. um, Try to write down three to five actions that take me closer towards what is I want to achieve. Um, I review um, the previous day's action. So okay, how did I do yesterday? Am I on track? That kind of thing. Um, I generally then write down three things I'm grateful for. I think it's really important that you check in and appreciate where you are in life, uh, whether you are succeeding financially or not, whether you're struggling financially or not, whether you're excelling health and fitness-wise or whether you're struggling with health and fitness, whether your um, relationships are amazing or your relationships are struggling spiritually, whether you're outstanding and you're one with God uh, or your spiritual building or whether one or the other extreme you're struggling where you are as an individual. Whatever your extremes there's some balance there. And I think by having an attitude of gratitude, by checking and saying, what am I appreciative for in my life? Um, That's very important as well. So there's some of the things that I would do on a daily basis to help me move towards my 90 days. And the reason I share this with you is because um, success doesn't happen accidentally. It's intentional. You have to decide what it is you want. Um, If you don't decide what it is you want in life, you'll never achieve it. Um, You have to decide what it is you want what your future life looks like, and then take consistent and regular actions towards it and enjoy the process, enjoy the process of life because um, if we save up our time in life for the destination, so when I've achieved my outcome, then I will celebrate, then I will enjoy things, um, precious time will just slip away and it will just be gone before you know it. So we really do just need to savor and enjoy life as things go on. So that's step one of the money plan, and that's really where I start with my 90-day check-ins. Then um, you need to go on to step two, really, and start saying to yourself, okay, how organized am I? Have I um, detailed what my income is? Do I know where my flows of income are? Um, have I checked that there's no other income being left on the table so I can maximize my income? Um, you might be looking at side hustles, second jobs, asking for pay rises at work, that kind of thing. Have you itemized what your expenditure is? Have you gone through your expenditure and asked yourself the question, do I need this? Do I want this? Can I get a similar experience for less? And remember that are some real easy, quick wins you can do on this with things like utilities, uh, mobile phone packages. Um, there's so many insurances. And if you go onto the website, there's a spreadsheet on there that will help you with the process. And there's actually some links as well that will link you across to websites to help you do the comparisons of mortgages is another thing if you want to reduce your mortgages so that's part of getting organized so knowing what you've got coming in what you're going out what you own what assets do you own so the valuation of your house valuation of your pension fund that kind of thing so just keeping the track of what valuations are how things have done over the last 90 days and then what you owe what debts are you outstanding so valuations on your mortgage your credit card balances car loans um, personal loans, that kind of thing, any debts that you've got. And then just check in on the interest rates because I think this is a realisation that brings you back to reality of, okay, I'm organised, I know I'm on top of things. Because life is busy and over the course you can just forget things. You said it, forget it, and you took the loan out and you forgot what the interest rate is you pay. Actually, as time passes, things change. So is it worth you revisiting some of these things? Now, I don't generally revisit it every quarter as long as I've revisited it once a year. I think once a year typically is enough, but for you, if you want to, if you want to just check it, if your circumstances have changed, if you had poor credit and you've been maintaining payments because you've been running the bank account system, um, perhaps this opportunity, for you to revisit it and say, can I get a cheaper loan? Or is it an opportunity for me to get my credit report to go on to um, ClearScore um, and download your credit report and just see how you're doing with that? So that's a good step of being financially well-organized, revisiting the bank account system so making sure you've got a bank account that's dedicated for all your regular bills. Remember, we automate as much of our spending as we can. We want to be saving at least 12.5% of our income. Now, some of you will hit that target with your employer. I do some presentations at some companies who are extremely generous. They large sums of money um, into their pension scheme. So brilliant. Thank you very much. That's great. Um, if you're unfortunate, you don't get that, hey, no sob story. We've just got to cut the cloth to fit. So we have to make sure we allocate the first working hour of a day to ourselves. So an 8 hour day that would be 12.5%. So 12.5% we want to be allocating towards our future self. Um, and we can split that 40-40-20 40% towards our debt, 40% towards our retirement savings, and 20% paying back to ourselves. Because remember what we've done is we've reduced all our expenditure down to an absolute minimum so it's as lean as we can to have a bit of a kickback. Now, if you have unsecured debt, if you have credit cards or loans, what I'd prefer you to do is take that whole 12.5% and use the snowball system to pay down your unsecured debt. So if you have unsecured debt, overdraft, personal loans, car finance, credit cards, wherever it might be, use that whole 12.5% to snowball. There's a system on the website, there's a spreadsheet, to snowball your debt until you're unsecured debt free. Once you're unsecured debt free, you've only got left with your mortgage, that's when you split your 12.5%, 40, 40, 20. 40% onto your mortgage overpayment, 40% into your retirement accounts, 20% paying back to yourself. Because repaying your mortgage and building a retirement fund is gonna be a journey. I'm hoping a lot of you are gonna become unsecured debt free within a matter of, I say months, it might be a couple of years or so, but a short period of time in reality. Once that's over, you, you can make sacrifices to get rid of that. But once that's over, paying your mortgage down, a few hundred thousand pounds possibly or so, is going to take longer. So we need to make sure that journey is more enjoyable. We can make sacrifices in the short term, but over the longer term, we have to be a bit more pragmatic and understanding about the break. So uh, make sure you do that. So the bank out system allows you to do that. Automate all your monthly bills, 12.5% to yourself. And then the most important part of this Weekly wham into your spend account, your wham account, and you spend from that. Remember, most of the time I use my Monzo account, yeah, it's a fantastic account to do that. Um, just it doesn't charge you when you're abroad and overseas, that kind of thing. Um, paying yourself a weekly amount wham into a separate account to cover all your variable expenditure. So uh, run through some of the things with me right now. So you're thinking about some of your variable expenditure, maybe fuel in your car, your haircuts, coffees, lunches out, dinners. Anything that's uh, variable in nature each month, um, you pay it weekly on a Wednesday. The reason you pay it weekly on a Wednesday is because what we want to do is we want to make sure that you're getting that dopamine boost, that hit into your bank account every week. Why a Wednesday? Well, I asked this in an audience once, why a Wednesday? And one of the participants said, because we spent most of our money on a Wednesday. All I can say is we had a very good rapport in that meeting. Um, it's not because you spend most of our money on a Wednesday. The reason we do it is because it's ready and cleared funds for the Friday. Friday night, party night. It's when we go out and spend most of our money. Saturday, we might go for a meal, go a bit of shopping during the daytime. Sunday, if we're fortunate, we might be left we go for a pub lunch or something. That's our weekend done, where most of our entertainment's done. We might go to the cinema on one of those days, that kind of thing. Monday comes around, we're back at work. Okay? Um, and Tuesday, most likely, most instances, particularly the early days, it doesn't change later on. Speaking of those, we've run out of our wham. So we've only got two days possibly to wait until we get paid again on Wednesday. Link that back to being paid monthly. So you've got your spending money monthly, you get paid at the end of the month. If you run out of money at the end of week one or week two, you've got two weeks, 14 days to go without any money. You can do that occasionally, but generally speaking, if you're an emotional spender, so if you've got pressures from work, if you've got stresses in your personal life, the weather's getting to you, that kind of thing, you might go and spend on your credit cards. And that's how people get themselves into a predicament get themselves into a challenge. So what we try and do is we try and avoid that by getting you paid weekly. It's obviously a quarter of your out of money, but you're getting a regular spend, so you get refreshed, uh, and there's money there. Psychologically, it must work, because I get so much feedback from you guys who are running the bank account system saying, this is amazing. Um, Alex, who's on my coaching program, uh, said it's the best thing he's done. That's had the biggest impact to get him to go from having debt to be debt-free, I reckon, um, by the end of the year. I had an email yesterday whilst I'm away here in Portugal uh, from my office. Um, One of the ladies who I present to in a a corporate environment, uh, it just explained to me her story and how she's gone from being in debt to be debt-free, able to buy a house, that kind of thing. So um, this isn't stuff I've made up, okay, it works, it's a great system. Um, it's worked so well that it's got the attention of national um, TV and radio, um, and I want you to just trust me with it and just run with it. Get the money plan, uh, I think it's on special, on Amazon at the moment, on a special deal. Um, go onto the website, download the forms, and run the process. Get the bank out system in place, ask yourself, do I need this or want this, can I get some experience less, set your wham up. That will organize your spending uh, really well. Also about your children's pocket money. If you haven't done this yet, let's get organized with your kids Let's sit down. Let's have a family meeting and just explain to them that we're going to implement the pocket money. We're going to pay you a, an amount per year of their age. It doesn't matter the um, exact amount you pay, whether it's 50p or two pounds or five pounds, I guess. Um, just make sure they earn it. So make sure there's some duties in there that they need to accomplish to fulfill your family criteria, whatever that might be. For my kids, it's two pounds for each year of their age and they need to do the garbage and keep house tidy, that kind of thing and just get involved with family. We buy their needs, they buy their wants, okay? So we buy their needs, schooling, that kind of thing, their clothes, we make sure that they've got things they need every day, um, but they buy their wants. So if they want Xbox Live, if they want some slime stuff or whatever it is they want, they'll buy it, okay? They do really, 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 really well at it, and it's fantastic. It's a great system. It empowers them to understand the money, um, and it limits our expenditure, our cost, what we're trying to do is control our spending here. It's not about being tight. If you want to treat your children, hey, you're a parent. Go and treat them. Go and enjoy it. But what we're trying to do is just control the spending. When you treat them, you treat them out of your wham. It's your spending money, you're treating them as a gift. Okay? Um, but that works brilliantly, it works really, really well. So once you've got your financial organization in place, um, got your evaluations on things, and you've got your income and your sources, your expenditure your assets, liabilities, that's all done. Um, we then move on to the financial foundations, which is step three. Um, in the financial foundations, there are eight. I did not know which fingers to use that. There's eight financial foundations. Three are essential. These are the ones you really need to be getting sorted ASAP. Definitely got to be get done in the first three to six months. thousand pounds emergency cash if you have debts. So if you've got credit cards, loans, car finances, get a thousand pounds saved up. Put it in premium bonds. Not because they're the best investment in the world, and I don't want you shouting at me saying I can get a better rate of interest in the bank account. They're out of arm's reach and they're safe. They're backed by the Treasury, the government, and um, they give you a return. Okay? If you want to go and hold it in a savings account, that's fine. I'm not going to argue about it. Just get a thousand pounds saved up and get out of arm's reach. Out of arm's reach because if you have a real tough day and you want to go and treat yourself, you're an emotional spender, you can't get at it easily. I need you to be able to get at least 24 hours to it so you kind of sleep on things. So, £1,000 saved up out of reach. a will. Get online, get yourself a will sorted out. You go to warranty.com, there's some key questions there. Um, take that to local solicitors, will writers, send it to us. We can get it sorted. I don't mind, but just get a will sorted. If you have children and you don't have a will, you need to understand that if you and your and the father or you and the mother were to die, um, the children would go into care, social services care, until a court appoints... A legal guardian. When your kids have just lost their parents, they don't need any more emotional upheaval, uh, do they? They need to be in an a, a, uh, uh, environment of caring, loving individuals. So get yourself a world sorted out. It's fairly inexpensive and something you need to do. Um, and then you need to do your lasting power of attorneys, LPAs. There are two types, health and welfare, property and affairs. The reason you need to get these sorted is because if you lose capacity, so if you have an accident, you can't make decisions on your own behalf. You slip and knock your head. If you're in a car accident, if you're riding your bike or your horse or whatever you do doing, you fall off and you hurt yourself, okay? If you can't make decisions yourself, it causes turmoil, stress, anxiety, and upheaval for your loved ones around you. Heaven if you get something like uh, Alzheimer's dementia um, and it's a medical condition, that's even worse. LPAs are not just for the elderly, they're for everyone age 18 and over. There are two types, health and welfare. It talks about your um, social services care and your medical attention through the NHS. And property and affairs, basically it's your financial LPA. These allow your attorneys, people you trust, to make decisions on your behalf if you're unable to. The financial one actually is um, life immediately. Um, but your attorneys have to act in what we call a fiduciary responsibility. In other words, they have to act in your best interests. So make sure you get those done. If you earn £12,000 a year or less, you can get them done for free. Just download the forms from the Office Public Guardian website, complete them, send them off. Otherwise, there's some fees involved, but they're fairly modest, 82 pounds I think, per LPA. You can go to warrantshoot.com, download the form there. There's a form on there um, that'll help you complete the LPA form. Send them off and get them done. This is like financial foundations 101. This is the beginning level before we start going through the ranks. So, they're the three essential out of the eight. The other five are life insurance. Make sure you've got enough life insurance in place to cover your debts and you have a level of life insurance to cover a replacement income. So, if you're the breadwinner and you pass away, you need enough life insurance to cover your debts. You don't leave your partner with the debts uh, and you need an amount of life cover there. Preferably pays out monthly, not as a lump sum, pays out monthly to replace your loss of income uh, the second thing you want to consider is disability insurance income protection so if you can't work how long will your employer pay you for before they stop paying you so if you have an accident and able to go back to work again how long will they pay you for you need insurance in place to make sure work you certainly need to consider having insurance in place to make sure there's some kind of income coming in um, and they're, they're the first two uh, Sorry, they're four and five, the first two of the non-essential ones. And then you need to look at critical illness insurance, uh, medical insurance, private insurance, and um, buildings, contents, general insurances, travel insurance, that kind of thing. So there's five of them. They're not essential. None of them are essential. They're certainly ones you need to consider to make sure they're in place. Once you've done that, they're your financial foundations. Okay. And then we start working up the, the ranks. And we say the next level is financial security. So once I say that, the ranks, this is the, um, the house of wealth is, is, uh, pictured in the in the book. We have a, a pictorial image of basically financial progression. So you have foundations in, in place at the beginning. All houses are built from foundations. You need to tick those off first. Then we start going up the ranks. And the set, first stage is financial security. We say you've achieved financial security once you have an emergency fund in place. So you've saved your emergency cash between three and 12 months, depending on your preference, three and six for most people, and all your foundations that you want are in place. So it's financial security. Uh, and all your good debt is repaid as well. And then you go into um, uh, independence, and then financial freedom, and they're basically accumulating a lump sum of money that at a rate of about 4% is going to cover your expenditure and what you require. The detail behind this is all in the books or on the website really for now the purpose of this recording um, is for me to say to you hey this is about quarter one check-in where are you on the plan how far are you down the line um, because once we get past step three we're going to step four which is about debt repayment paying down your unsecured debt as quickly as you can and then debt step five which is about investment building up a lump somebody for the future okay so Hope this has been of help for you today. Um, go and check out warrantshoot.com. Um, look at the downloads. Recently the blog post. Feedback to me. Send me some questions. Say, I didn't understand that or I understood this. I get lots of questions from you. I answer every single one of them. Um, I hope I have anyway. If I haven't responded to you, please let me know. Um, and go and get the money plan. Like I said, It's on special offer on Amazon. You can buy it on my website, warrantshoot.com as well. Um, and uh, implement this up because it does work. It must work because... I've been doing this with clients now for nearly 25 years, 24 and a half years, um, and I've been doing the education side for a couple of years now, and I get so many emails saying how wonderful things are going and how well it's working for them. If it's not working, let me know, let me check in with you and see if I can help you tweak things put things back on track. So, have a great, amazing quarter two. Um, I'm starting the quarter, sat here in Portugal, the sun, is out, the sky is blue, so um, it started off on a good step for me. I reviewed quarter one, I didn't achieve everything I set out to achieve, just so you know, I'm a human being as well. Um, we don't all achieve everything we want to do, but what I've done is I've said, okay, I'm gonna now prioritize this. What am I gonna do in quarter two to make sure I do achieve it? So uh, just sort of bring my attention back onto it. Um, make sure you link to me on the social media sites, um, Warren Shoot is most of them, or Warren Shoot CFP on Instagram, Facebook page, um, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And uh, you have an amazing quarter two. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And um, I will see you next week. Hopefully with Paul as well. Have a great day. Take care. Bye bye.